Welcome to the Nexus Podcast. Today, I am I have the pleasure of sitting with Anthony from Image of Deceit. Yep, yep Image of Deceit is not a full band. There's one guy behind everything. Um, so let's get to picking his brains and seeing how everything is done. Where are you from? I'm from uh, Northern Virginia, um, basically about an hour or so from Washington, D.C. Okay, okay. Um, how was music introduced to you? Like, what influenced you in your early years? Well, it, it's going to be uh, the same for a lot of people, but my start was with Metallica, of course. Um, and like I said, I've been a, a drummer first. So, I mean, originally I was going to start on guitar, but and out that way. Uh, my best friend and I, we were going to start a band together back in high school around uh, when I was 15, 16. And it just so happened that his father bought him a guitar. So it's like, okay, well, we can't really have a band with two guitars now, can we? So I convinced my dad to buy me a drum set. Interestingly enough, I still have that drum set today. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm surprised it lasted through all the weathering, all, you know, moving around the tours and stuff like that. But, it, of course, it's a Tama drum set, so, of course, it's going to be durable. But uh, fantastic drum set, and I kind of expanded on it. And if you look back through um, when I was with Navarium, if you look through those photos, you see the drum set in all of its glory, but... Yeah, I started off with that, and this was back in the days when, you know, we had VHS tapes and things of that nature before all this technology took off. So they came out with the VHS of Metallica S&M, and uh, before that, I got into them on the Black Album, and then I kind of went backwards from there and fell in love with them. And so those were my, I guess, thrash metal days, if you will. (laughs) Um, I'm more of a visual learner, right? So S&M, they had a bunch of great angles on them. And, of course, when they put out the uh, DVDs later, you actually have to pick which camera you can choose from. I didn't have that luxury back then, of course. but um, Right. <laughs> but, yeah, so it, it has some good angles. And I'm like, okay, well, again, I'm a visual learner, so I got to pick up on certain things he was doing and uh, certain fills that maybe I wasn't 100% sure on. And from that point forward, it kind of took off because the drum kit that my dad bought me, I was just fortunate enough for it to have a double bass pedal on it. And so I kind of got an early start on trying to figure that out. Um, Right after I got into Metallica, though, I got into a band called Fear Factory. Fear Factory was my more or less introduction to industrial metal, number one. Number two, introduction into creative double bass playing. And creative double double bass playing is a huge part of my playing and is what I incorporate into Image of Deceit, which if you don't hear it by now, you're going to definitely hear it in the songs to come, which is another reason I'm excited for album one to drop. So, therefore, you get a better um, understanding of the sound that I'm trying to portray. But, I mean, that's essentially, in and of itself, uh, the nutshell of how I got into the whole music scene. How did you learn to play drums? Like, just visual? Like, you just looked, do you know how to read partitions? Or are you just, uh, I play by ear and by... By feeling, you know? I always play by ear and by feeling. I did try once. Um, back when I listened to Soulfly, uh, I, did, I only listened to them for a short period of time. There was only a few songs that I liked. Um, but there was this one particular song. I can't remember the name of it, but it was very tribal. Like, I love the tribal drums just because, you know, it can fuck with you a little bit. 
because you don't know how they're playing it or maybe it's just the dynamics or just the velocity of how they're playing it. You know, it's a kick or you never really know. Sometimes it's so simple, but you make it overcomplicated. But that particular song, uh, I was actually looking at the transcripts of it. And slowly but surely, I figured out how to read the notes. And I figured out it was so fucking easy. And it made me feel so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes just to take the time to sit down and actually take the time to look at it and read through it. And, you know, and then you're like, okay, it's not that hard. Yeah, exactly. I have to sit down and take the time. Image of the Sea. What's the story behind the band name? Well, behind the stage name, I should say, because it's not a band. Yeah, so I wanted something to do with, um, I guess, mirrors and self-reflection and um, I guess the way that you are perceived and whatnot and the way that you are judged. I can't exactly remember what the initial band name I was going for was, but it was already taken. And I wasn't trying to more or less looked up and now you're looking at someone else's shit, you know what I mean? So I wanted to make it a whole lot simpler for people to find my stuff. And so I kind of found a different name to embody what I was trying to do. And Image of Deceit just resonated with me because my type of persona is uh, like if you put me in a group of people, I'm the type of person where I'm going to be quiet and observe and kind of get to know everyone else's personality so I know how to interject mine. Uh, So I just kind of observe first and then, you know, sort of just figure out um, how to incorporate my personality. But because I tend to be quiet, a lot of people kind of misunderstand who I am as a person in many different ways, as a matter of fact. Um, Sometimes an asshole because sometimes I'm honest and blunt. Um, other times just as, you know, an idiot, because either I misspeak or I'm just fucking tired. And, you know, whatever the case may be, I just happen to be absent-minded at that point in time. But yeah. they, at first initial impression, and then they go, ah, oh, I know you. And that's not the fucking case. So because of that, that's why I chose the name Image of Deceit, because, you know, more than nine times out of ten – their uh, judgment is wrong. And so that's really what the whole embodiment is. And my lyrics kind of reflect that as well. Um, And actually, I'm taking anxiety medication to kind of help with all that stuff and cope with it as well. And that's the other thing that my lyrics talk about. So it all kind of comes full circle. Mental health is uh, something that a lot of people use as... um inspiration for their songs. I mean, I have songs myself about mental health. Uh, Let the Day Perish were here, and their song is heavy on mental health. Uh, We're having a mental health week in April, if you would like to come and sit down. I think there's already like six, seven people right now that want to come sit down and tell their story and just talk with other people that are ready to talk about it. Um, I think it's important to talk about, especially men, you know. Uh, that's what I was telling with one and the guys from Let the Day Perish. I was like, you know, you guys are always told, like, man up, you know, yeah. don't cry. And it's, it's not okay. Like, feelings are normal, male, female, whatever gender you identify as. Uh, you know, you're allowed to feel and you're allowed to cry. Yeah, exactly. Fortunately, I, I caught it early before it started getting to the point to where it could become violent. And... I'm not a violent person by any means, but that's how much it was changing my persona, and I didn't like it. But once I got on the anxiety medication, just like what you're talking about, at first I was kind of ashamed of it. You know, the the man part of me feels like, well, I shouldn't have to be on medication. I should be able to deal with this shit, right? But, you know, after being on the medication and kind of seeing um, how much of an effect it has on me and how much it changes me to... Uh, revert back to the kind of person I was and that I want to be, I'm not ashamed of it anymore. I don't care. And that's why I'm not ashamed to incorporate it in my lyrics, which, of course, my lyrics, I tend to be more metaphoric anyway. 
So it's open to interpretation, but I don't mind about talking about it anymore. You know, more more people have anxiety now than people realize. So I'm not ashamed. I mean, we're, we're, we're dying, like doctors are doing a lot of, you know, like back then, like back when I was, I'd like, we're probably around the same age, I'm 41. So, you know, when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, you didn't have the option of going to the doctors and they just tell you, uh, she just has, uh, she's just a dreamer. Uh, he's just very, very active. Like there was no ADHD. There was no, it was always just, uh, oh. Let them play outside. Let them play outside. I mean, outside is an awesome medication, by the way. Like, I recommend 100%. Um, video games are also fun and computers, but you got to take a break and, you know, enjoy life a little bit. But mental health is important. I'm happy that you could go and get some help and that you're not ashamed of it anymore because there's nothing to be ashamed of. Even for anybody, there's nothing to be ashamed of. How would you describe your music? Let, let's do this this way. How would you describe your music before, and how would you describe your music that you're going to be dropping now? Sure. Okay. Um, so when I first started, it was more guitar-oriented. I was not that familiar with exploring synth sounds, creating your own sounds, I was not uh, that vexed in, like, chords, melodies, anything guitar-related. I knew rhythm. So I tried my best in trying to get a guitar part, you know, that sounded like a guitar player would play it. But that would also highlight drum beats that I would make. Like, a lot of times I would start out with the drum beat and then go back with the guitar because my stuff is syncopated. And that's one thing that I still carry today. A lot of it is syncopated. Hell, Disturbed Stuff is actually a good reference as well, as well as Fear Factory. But yeah, so it was mainly focused on guitar and drums. Well, also with the vocals, too, I was still learning how to use my voice. I was still learning how to scream. I was still figuring out how I wanted it to sound. Yeah. So when you listen to the first few tracks you're going to hear it more in the mid-range, and you're going to hear some lows every now and again. And I enjoyed the lows immensely, but I always wanted to be able to do the screams like Wayne Static from Static X, who is a huge reference for me as far as my vocals go. Um, and there's another industrial, uh, well, they call them black metal band as well, who's also basically just a solo artist, but Cyclone 9. And my band, Nevarium, we, well, when I was with Nevarium, we had toured with Cyclone 9, and his vocal style is up in the high register, which is why they call it black metal, and it stays there consistently. And I've always been enamored with, how in the hell do you do that? <laughs> so every single day, I was recording my vocals, getting something down, putting the songs out, uh, sharing it with friends and family, going, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And eventually along the way, like, it wasn't a cognitive thing. I just happened to get the vocals higher and higher and higher. And Fall Tonight was the first song where it started getting the high register. But synthetic was the one that cemented it in. So that's the reason why I wanted synthetic to be the single off of the first album. And it's also the sound um, that I was basically moving forward with. The synth kind of came in a little bit later. I didn't know how to do it. I, I, I wasn't that familiar with it. So I'm like, how in the hell do I make my own synth sound? How in the hell do I incorporate the industrial metal sound? And I was listening to a lot of Cell Dweller and Blue Stolly at the time. And, of course, still going back to Static X. And I just I couldn't do it, at least for me. Uh, so eventually it happened. I, I don't know how it happened, but eventually just the magic happened. And it just took off from there. Now I have a formula that I go with. And now I make the guitar riff as simple as possible like it just goes along one note but as simple as possible and then i just experiment with the synth melody 
take the synth melody, and that's what you're focused on. The vocals, I don't really have to think about anymore except for the vocal cadence. And but, it's a game changer when you can add some instruments, like, and not just be a simple, like, just drums, bass, guitar, vocals. When you can start adding the synth, when you can start adding the violins behind, it brings the songs together. It just gives it more more depth. That's probably why you say your sound is changing, because yeah. now you're just adding more. You're getting more experienced. Exactly. That and um, there's becoming more melody intertwined in it, too. Um, I always wanted to incorporate some sort of melody in there because, I mean, when people are listening to music, of course, you remember rhythms. And even with screams, you may remember, like, held out screams or something rhythmic or something that was just really significant and, you know, ear-catching. But the real ear candy is the melody. And uh, now I'm finally able to embody that, which I'm happy to be able to do that because now you can listen back to it and go, okay, well, even if there's no singing in it, okay, well, at least you have this melody that can, you know, you can play back over and over again. But, um, I mean, now it's even getting to the guitars a little bit. But, I mean, I got the guitar player on the side that can kind of brighten it up a little bit or, you know, just make it more lively. And I'm excited for everybody to hear the evolution. I mean, even now I've got, um, I'm working on album four, believe it or not. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I've got stuff set aside for album five when it's ready. But, like, those songs, they don't have... I guess the vibe and the sound I'm going for in album four, which is why I'm saving them for later. But yeah, album, album four is getting into a little bit more complex guitar parts and lead guitar parts and more exploration. So definitely an evolution to come. Well, we can't wait to hear that. For now, we're going to take a little break and listen to synthetic since we just, just talked about it. So let's let everybody listen to it.
we're back with Anthony from Image of the Sea. We just heard synthetic. Uh, let's talk about the song a little bit. Uh, we heard about, you know, the sound of the song. What, what's the song about? Sure. So I, I've never really had good luck with relationships. And especially since I moved from the area that I grew up in, it just became harder and harder to come across. Like uh, I moved two and a half, three hours away. And of course I moved up here for better opportunities and, you know, better financial stability. But I don't know anybody up here, but my brother lives up here, and that's why I moved up here to begin with. And Navarian was really taking off. So we were playing shows almost every single weekend. It felt like every weekend. <laughs> so it felt like the right thing to do, but yeah, I've never really had good luck in the relationship area, and I work 12-hour shifts. Um, I tend to keep my work separate from music, but work 12 hour shifts so it just it became harder to come across so synthetic is really I've never been able to find the perfect woman and kind of getting tired of you know being let down and looking around so synthetic is basically uh, Frankenstein in a sense of you know building your own perfect woman and that's how you got to do it so that's basically what synthetic is about and Synthetic is on rotation right now on the Nexus radio. Uh, it was the song that I chose out of the four that you sent. I take some time. I listen to all of them. All of your songs are going to be featured at one point in a playlist or in. Um, but I, I picked one from every band right now. And Synthetic is the one that stuck with me. Well, thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. Um, how does music help you in other areas of your life? I know that music is a big part of everybody's life that comes on the podcast. Uh, but if we, if we take music away from you, how would that affect you? And I'm not just talking playing. I'm talking no more hearing music. God. <laughs> um, I just have to die. <laughs> that, that would definitely suck. I mean, I know some people listen to songs for the lyrics and the message behind it. I'm a drummer first. So into the musicality of it, the drums and the energy, and I vibe off of the energy of it and the emotion that I receive from it. So that helps me in that. Um, And then as far as like creating my own stuff, like when I was talking about the anxiety and stuff like that, I write stuff that is personal to me. And like I said, I use a metaphor so that it's not straightforward. You can interpret it however you want. And yeah, it's very personal, but you know, I guess it's a safe haven, if you will. But like, I am horrible at expressing my emotions. I am usually the type of person who sucks everything down and lets it eat away at them. And unfortunately, eventually, it does come out. Yeah. It's not pretty. (laughs) Um, But I usually sacrifice my emotion for whatever the situation calls for because it's usually not worth it. And so music, I think, would probably, if it was gone, it would drive me crazy. I agree there. I agree. It fills up the silence and it fills up the noise. When your brain is making too much noise, you pop those headphones on and... There goes the noise and the music just takes over. I would probably be uh, in a straight jacket in a padded room if we didn't have music. Like, that that would probably be where I am. (laughs) What's your creative process? I know we said the drums first. Uh, Did you ever try to write it another way? Like, I know a lot of people would put the guitar first, then the lyrics, and then the drums. Yeah, I've actually tried it um, a bunch of different ways. And, like, at first it was the drums first. And then um, I started doing guitars first. And I think that's how synthetic came about. And then um, after that I started exploring different synth sounds. And the um, intro synth and light fire inside that song started because of that intro since then. So it has kind of evolved. I've done it in every single way. 
Um, some have <laughs> been vocal cadences first, and now it's actually getting to the point to where I start off with piano melodies. In the later stuff, I got um, piano incorporated in it a lot more. And I think that uh, starting off with the piano has really greatly helped in, um, I guess, creating a three-dimensional sound because then you can separate what the individual keys are doing in a different synth and then the underlying notes in a different synth. And it just it kind of creates this whole palette that I think is incredible. Very cool. Where can we find your music? Um, it streams on all different platforms. Um, I primarily use Spotify and YouTube, but I use uh, DistroKid. Okay, so all major streaming platforms and more. Yeah, essentially. Um, at first, I didn't send it to all of them because I don't use all of them, but why not? So I checked all the boxes. <laughs> you, you never know where people are listening from. It's like the podcast. Um, I have a friend in India, and he was telling me that I went on Spotify and I can't listen to it. It's blocked. I went on Amazon and it's blocked for me. So I sent him through Audible and he could listen to it through there. So, I mean, I was like, okay, so I wasn't sure if I was going to put it on Audible, but now that I know that it's blocked where you are, maybe that happens to more people. So always check those boxes and there's no money in the streams anyways. Even if everybody would go on Spotify and listen to your song, we're not going to make it... Unless we get those millions of streams, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not where the money is. The money's in the merch, guys. I'm going to repeat it again. Another episode. Do you have merch out right now? Not yet, but I am working on it. I had um, the guy who initially did the logo that you see. He initially did it in the red, which is what I wanted. But I kind of changed it up and did the grayscale and the or Instagram, that was a filter, and I used a particular filter, which made it this bluish hue, and that's what you see now. So I went back to him and had him update it. I can use it for shirts. So definitely look out for merch um, this year, and I, I plan on also making a shirt with the uh, first album cover as well. Awesome. So make sure you check out for when uh, Anthony Image of the Seat uh, releases their merch. Um, even if it's a $5 sticker, guys, um, it helps a lot. It helps a lot in the end. Uh, when you go see those shows, you know, you got $5 in the end at the, at the end of the night, you know. You had a good night, so go to the table and buy something. A beer cozy, a sticker, get yourself a hoodie. That's where the money is. That's where the band make a bit of money to be able to go in studio and get more equipment. And so I'm a big uh, person to, to push the merch all the time. So it's a great idea for you to have some merch, yes. Just let me know when you do have the merch so I can get myself something. Oh, absolutely. I'll be blasting that everywhere because, like, mm -hmm. we were talking about the um, community earlier, right? And yeah. we be involved with the right people at the right time, and it's still blowing up. I'm still getting um, on certain posts, and now, like, if you're not quick enough, like, your post just keeps going to the bottom because there's so much activity from the community now. It's actually um, surprising and a blessing at the same time. It, it is. It is. Uh, it's nice to see everybody Stop competing. We're not going anywhere if we keep competing. Yeah. Uh, we can't all be Metallicas and in this moment. And so instead of competing, we got to help each other out. Uh, sure. We got to, you know, offer those shows. Like when you have a show somewhere, try to get a band or two to come in with you and, you know, show them to some new people. They'll bring in a crowd that doesn't know you either. So I don't see the competition anymore. Uh, even even me, like sitting here doing podcasts, the radio, uh, I cheer for uh, all the other girls, all the other guys that are doing this because it's hard work. Everybody's doing hard work to get that little, little piece of, you know, like recognition. The, the, uh, I do this for the love of it. Uh, I was on the other side. Throughout COVID, I was the one sitting, being interviewed with the band. And I like doing it. But not many people would give us a chance. 
because we were a small band, because we were indie. So to the people that did give us a chance, we were very thankful. So I figured we'll start with a podcast, and the podcast became the playlist, and the playlist became the radio, and all of this because of you guys. That's my point. The community made this happen. If it wouldn't have lifted up, I wouldn't have a radio to play three songs right now. So in a month, it made everything happen. And we're all very thankful. Like my whole team is like, wow, I can't believe it went this fast. And it, it, it's from the support uh, from getting Agbatted. I know Agbat is still in Facebook jail. Um, anger Overdose is still in Facebook jail. We're losing the big guys, but they'll be back. They'll be back. Oh, yeah. You, you can't keep them down. No, no, no. Anger overdose is just coming back and he's going to eat everybody's brains. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> Yum. What are the plans for the upcoming months? Um, I've got a couple more songs that need to be mixed and mastered. We just, I had um, just finished the last song on the first album and just had uh, my friend that's doing the live guitars and bass he just finished them. And the last two songs to my Nick Master Engineer, who is uh, Mark Tomlin from The Wave. And once that's done, that album is finished. Uh, and I do plan on making physical copies. I, I never in a million years dreamed that I would be having my own solo project. Never in a million years. So whether this is the end or this is beginning... I'm still grateful for where it is. Do it for yourself. Like, if you have to do something, do it for yourself. Everybody everybody has their goals. Everybody has their... Uh, I always wanted to have a CD out. I have singles. I have two singles out. We didn't sell them. I just printed them for myself. Yeah. And I got a few copies made for a few people, like family and friends. But that was a big have my own original song that I wrote and have my own, you know, little single CD. And I did it. So everything is a, everything's a big victory when you, you know, you gotta, even the small victories has to be treated as, uh, you know, something to be celebrated. So when you have your CDs out, please let us know because I'm sure a lot of people would like to have CDs and it's nice to have that copy. Like Spotify is great, but I like to have that, Hard copy of a CD is always nice. Yeah, people uh, our area era still enjoy, you know, the physical copies and even signed CDs. And oh yeah, I don't care about signing every single CD that I send out, even if it's for, doesn't bother me. I just want to get my music out there, and whoever wants to listen, enjoy. Absolutely. Like right now, I'm waiting for. I wanna. I want something on Instagram from the band Evil Leaf. Yeah, I saw so that. They're sending me their CD signed and everything, so I'm, I'm like pretty, pretty excited. I, I, I love CDs, signed, especially signed. So for sure, when I do get one of your CDs, I'm gonna need that Anthony signature on it to, and you to make it authentic. <laughs> <laughs> so you had shows before. You were with a band and you were in front of an audience. What happens when you're in front of the audience? Where does your mind go? Well, when you're in a band like Nevarium, which is very synth-heavy, and I know some people look down on bands that use click tracks. I'll be honest, I don't really care, and it doesn't bother me. We use click tracks. Um, when I go out and tour with Image of Deceit, I'll be using click tracks. Um, but... That's where my mind was, mainly, was focusing on the click track. And, I mean, yeah, when you're listening to it, when it's not a show, it gets annoying. Because <laughs> it's just it's a constant thing in your ear. But um, my mind was basically just, don't fuck up. You got to keep these guys in time. And the first song or two, I was so nervous about fucking up. <laughs> I, I would barely even look out in the audience. Once I got into it, though, I was like, oh, fuck it, I don't care anymore. But, um, yeah, that, that's mainly where my mind was, with don't fuck up and remember your cues. There you go. The drummer is very important job, right? Because if you mess up the beat, if you, you could throw the whole, so, yeah, completely. 
uh, most singers or guitar players answer this question. They say, oh, I completely zone out. You know, like, I zone out completely when I sing, and then I come back, and I'm like, oh, hello, people. <laughs> like, oh, I wasn't here anymore. Um, Storms Within, Erica, the singer, was saying she does the same, same thing. I guess it's a must-be-a-singer thing. Well, I'm hoping that happens to me because... Like I told you, I'm typically a shy person, but I'm determined to fucking do it. And maybe it will be like that for me. Who knows? Only one way to find out. We'll find out as soon as you do a show. <laughs> <laughs> How do you define success? Um, There's a lot of ways to answer here, obviously. Like some people say success is staying true to yourself. Some people are saying it's big tours. The way that I would define success is by, I guess, accomplishing your goals, um, which I, I know can be pretty broad, but I'm keeping it broad for a reason. Like, for me in particular, my success so far has been creating the songs that are listenable, being able to form this solo project, um, being able to do the vocals the way that I'm doing them, being able to release them, being able to afford to do all this stuff and then having the luxury of being able to go on the road and present it to everybody. Like, in all honesty, that to me is success and, of course, people wanting to listen to it. All of that as a whole for me. Very good answer. Uh, let's take a little break and listen to Light the Fire. Sure. from Image of Deceit. We've just listened to Light the Fire Inside. Same questions as always. What's the song about? Um, yeah, I, I don't really like to uh, 
use a lot of relationship references, but this just happens to be a second one. <laughs> all right, all right, um, it works. And, and that's why I kind of disguised it the way I did. So, because some people, when when they go, when you actually tell them, oh, it's a relationship reference, they're like, oh, and it kind of ruins the song for them. I don't know why, but anyways, um, this particular one, you know, everyone envisions, you know, like this dream girl or this dream guy that they always wanted to have a relationship with. And this song is about obtaining that and it definitely not being what you thought it would be in a negative sense. Like it was the complete opposite of what you thought it would be. You can say you've been there, you've done that, never going to do that again. Yeah. And that's exactly what that song is about, because they don't give a flying fuck about your feelings. So deep, deep. But again, you've uh, you've put metaphors in there, so everybody could feel their certain type of way. I, I like this. I, I like when singers, songwriters have something in mind, but you can listen to it and relate completely differently to it. And it just makes it relatable on a bigger, broader audience. Yeah, and that's actually, um, I don't know how much you listen to or if you listen to Cell Dweller, but I've, I've looked at a lot of interviews from Clayton from Cell Dweller, um, obviously as a solo artist as well. And people asked him many, many, many times, what are your songs? His answer is always, well, if I tell you, it may ruin the song for you because someone will go, okay, well, I like this song because it relates to me in this way. So now you hold it dear to you, it's significant to you. And he tells you, oh, well, it's not about this. It's about this. For some people, they'll go, oh, well, now I don't want to listen to the song anymore. It doesn't mean anything to me anymore. So that's why he doesn't discuss it. And the only reason why, like, at first I was debating on whether or not to even do that. But the only reason why I do is because, again, it's open to interpretation. So if you want it to be about this, fine. Let it be about this. Yeah. But me, this is why I wrote it. So I, I don't think it necessarily ruins the song. But, you know. I, it, I can see his point of view, though. Uh, yeah. You know. It makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. Just like uh, I saw Flyleaf in concert. Way, 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 way back when Flyleaf was just starting. I was like, oh, this is good songs, good music. And somebody was like, yeah, they're Christian rock. And I was like, Christian rock? And they were like, yes, they're Christian band. And I was like, I like the way she writes her songs, though, because you can relate no matter what religion you're from, no matter you can relate to what she says. I don't know. I had no idea. All around me? I actually like Flyleaf, too, so that's a surprise for me, but I still like them. <laughs> that's, I still like them, too, but I was like, whoa, I, I didn't expect it, you know what I mean? You listen to the music, and it's... So if you keep writing your songs like that, even though for you... I like asking the question because I like seeing the the, the, the mentality behind the song, the, you know, where'd you, where'd you find that in you, where, you know... Was sure. it at a, at a hurting place? What is you know? And every song, every band name has a story. Who was your inspiration? What what musician? I know we talked about Metallica. Uh, we talked about a lot of bands, but if I would say like you have the chance to sit down with one band, one person, who would it be? I know I wanted to talk about that for many different reasons. If I had to pigeonhole it to one in particular. I think I draw more influence than not from Static X. And it has to do with the voice. Um, it has to do with the sound. Because he said in an interview before that his sound is not focused on guitars. He's not a guitar player. He creates the synth sound and the drum sound, and then he puts the guitar on top of it. And I had to do that by necessity, but I guess you can say he made it okay and cool. And um, so I, I would have to say him, especially because of that and the vocals. But he would be my main my main focus. I wish he was still around too, but R.I.P. Wayne. Right. 
We, we, we keep losing some good ones. We keep losing some good ones. Saliva just lost one of their band members. I mean... I just saw that. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. I was um, actually blown away. And Linkin Park was not a huge influence on me in any way, shape, or form. And I don't mean that as an insult, but I thoroughly enjoyed their music, and I thought they were going in a great direction. Like their first album, Hybrid Theory, I had on rotation and loop constantly. It was crazy. But um, when he, or when I saw the headlines that, he was no longer on this earth. I didn't believe it. I'm like, there's no fucking way. There's no way. That's why they say you never know what's hiding behind that smile. But the night before he was with his family, his wife, and he was smiling, taking pictures. and You just never fucking know. Nope. And, of course, they leave him alone one day. And yeah. he's gone. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, and you, you know, nobody knew. Like somebody's smiling, somebody's acting normal. Like, and then they're left alone, and their mind just fucking takes over. It's sad. There's a lot of musicians that go out like that, and I think um, social media, paparazzi's—they all have a fucking hand in that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to leave them alone. You know, they're out shopping, they're out with their family, leave them alone. Yes. They're at a concert, go ahead, you know, go ahead and bug them at the concert. It's sad. It's sad to lose all these artists. They're, they're not old either. Amy Winehouse, Kurt Cobain. Because I was actually thinking about it. You mentioned it because, if I remember correctly, because there's been a whole lot of uh, talk surrounding it, but he hated the fame. Yes. I know there's this debate on whether or not he actually committed suicide or he was shot. Regardless of what people think, um, let's just go with the rumor that he committed suicide. Well, I know that the fame kind of put him in seclusion, and ultimately he met his demise. And then fast forward to Chester Bennington and the direction that they were going. Of course, the diehard Linkin Park fans from the beginning their sound evolved into a more lo- melodic, more radio-friendly um, avenue, which people were not really too keen on. And um, so when One More Light and all that stuff came out, people were like, what the fuck? This is not the Linkin Park that I knew and fell in love with. And it seemed like he was having a hard time with it. And, I mean, maybe that attributed to his demise as well. I mean, maybe he just type of person that had trouble and just struggled with things in general. I, I don't know. I don't know his persona that well, other than he had uh, issues ever got over as a, a kid. We all have dreams of the industry, you know, making it and doing shows and touring and it, it's very demanding. And then if you sign contracts, you got to be careful what you sign, you know, <laughs> When you're not even able to say, I'm not doing this show tonight because I'm not feeling well. And they tell you, now you got to keep going. You got to keep going. Uh, I mean, at one point, that's Amy Winehouse's story. She didn't want to do this anymore. They kept, no, you got a contract. Keep going. Keep going. She said, fuck it. I'm going to drink myself stupid. Leave the poor girl alone, you know, like uh, Britney Spears. Leave Britney alone. But Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Brittany. <laughs> but, you know, like, it, it, maybe if we leave people alone a little bit and let them live their lives, maybe you know, it wouldn't be so heavy on them to always try to be perfect. And uh, I'm not sure if I could do it. Every time you're out, outside, you have to be careful how you are, how you talk, how you, I, I don't know. Keep up with that certain uh, persona. Yeah, I think Sia has the good idea of just putting all her hair in front of her face and <laughs> not showing who she is, You're slip right. not with the masks, you know, like. Well, except uh, now we know who they are, but. Well, yeah. <laughs> before, like, I, I thought about that, too. I've thought about a lot of things as far as, um, you know, if we were to make it big or if this project makes it big, which that's not my ultimate end goal at all. Um I prefer being more independent, not being tied down to a contract or anything like that. Um, I prefer being in control of my music 
boring stuff like that. Mainly just because, you know, if you're in it for the money, <laughs> God help you because it's right. that's going to happen unless you're lucky. Um, but definitely if you're in it for the money, you're in for it for the wrong reasons. I don't know, man. Like, Well, you needed a contract before. Now you don't anymore. Just look yeah. at that. Uh, Best example lately, anyways, is Tom McDonald, indie artist, rapper, that decided to create a pop song and made a chart, number one, in wow. the pop charts. I, I mean, he's got the backup to do it. He's got you know, three million followers on Facebook, something like that. So he's got the following to do something like that. But it's nice to see an indie artist say, nah, I'm not signing with nobody. I'm going to do it myself. And he's actually doing it himself. He's a he lot bigger than us, but... You know, and he's doing very well. Like my um, interest is more geared towards, of course, the stuff that I do in in the metal and rock world. But occasionally, I listen to like some uh, older rap and some hip hop and R&B. But I got to be in the mood for it. But I have seen him come across uh, YouTube and feed before, and I mean that that man's pretty down to earth. He does everything himself and. You know, make, with his wife, everything. Yeah. 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 And maybe it's not my go to cup of tea, but he's putting in the hard work and it's paying off. Well, that that's the, the, the beautiful thing about the podcast that is that I'm broadening my horizons on the listening to music I've never listened to before. Soleil Noir is like French rock band with didgeridoo in it. How fucking cool is that? <laughs> you know, like I would never found them, and now I found all you guys, and that's all I listen to. I don't even listen to the radio anymore. Like Amanda puts on like Laney Wilson and her country music, and I'm like, why are we listening to this? I have like two hours of like <laughs> best indie music. She's like, you and your podcast, you know. Yeah, but you know, we built a community and. Like, even people creating their own playlists, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm happy, number one, that I'm part of the community. And, of course, you know, um, part of your uh, branching out in the podcast and all that stuff and honored. Everyone is kind of keeping a tight knit um, on the community and making all these playlists. And, and it's uh, open arms, too. It's not like we closed the community and said nobody else could come in. Yeah, exactly. We keep opening arms from one and the other. I think a big band that that pushed us all in direction in that direction, Sepsis. Sepsis are pioneer in uh, working with the community. Anything that they can help with, they're very busy. But if you can get a hold of them, if you need something, if you need to talk to somebody, William is usually answering Melissa too. So, I mean, they're a big band that they're helping out, and they're always doing these posts for us to tag each other and that's where we all get we all get banned from zook bots because we follow each other how does that work you know they want us to pay so they don't want us to grow together as a community facebook is like pay for your ads oh yeah i'll pay you for two followers <laughs> yeah that, that's a okay. funny thing because that's how it uh, that's how i started doing it and now because of this blossoming community like it doesn't feel necessary anymore. So especially, you know, with the community, everyone's um, very respectful, very open-minded. And what better way to share your music than with like-minded people? Absolutely. And, like, the metal community, the, the, all of you guys, like, everybody's so nice and so even the angry and mean looking ones like they talk to me in my dms and they're like all like oh we appreciate you and i'm like oh my god you guys are so sweet like, <laughs> i was expecting like yo what's up you rock you know but no they're all like so sweet and i'm like oh that that's fucking amazing so last questions before i let you go sure what advice would you give to younger Anthony if you get to sit with yourself any day, any age you want? What would you tell yourself? I would tell myself probably to, number one, don't be so anxious to release music. Take more time with it. And number two, don't be afraid to start your own thing branch off, try something new. You know, don't feel like you're less than what you are. That's what I would probably tell myself. 
Absolutely. You have an idea. No, it's not stupid. Do it. Do it. Exactly. I love that question. There's some funny answers sometimes. I mean, (laughs) storms within two people from the band were like, oh, I wouldn't drink as much. Like, (laughs) 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 but, um, well, it's, you know, it kind of goes for all of us, most of us, (laughs) me anyways. Um, (laughs) But um, it's, it's an important question because I got told once throughout the interview, uh, I wouldn't change anything. Because I oh, wouldn't be who I am today. Well, I mean, there is a lot of truth to that, too, though. I, I guess the reason why I answered the way that I did is that this possibly could have happened sooner. Um, but, of course, I'm also an advocate for everything happens for a reason. It's There's no wrong answer to this question. Everybody has their own answer, and that's why I love asking it when we're finishing the interview, because it resonates. A lot of what people say resonates with other people, and, you know, you don't feel so alone in your thoughts. You don't feel so, once again, the whole mental health thing. I'm a big, big, big mental health person. (laughs) I had my battles, too, and uh, I still battle daily for it, so um, when I see other people I always want to, you know, a good influence. I want to try to be like to the kids here. I always try to tell them if there's a problem, we can solve it. Like, you got to talk. Exactly. And that seems to be the problem. Yes. Yeah. Mouth first. (laughs) Exactly. Open your mouth. Let's talk and let's fix this. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I hope you come back. We're going to have bonus episodes once in a while. We're going to shoot shit and, um, probably like go live once in a while on Facebook. So I hope you can join us. I'm going to get Matt to work on this. Um, as soon as the episode is released, I'm going to be sending it to you, send you a copy so you can keep it for yourself. Awesome. Um, I appreciate all the support that you give me, and I will continue to play your music and to support you. And I am excited to hear your album coming out. So keep working, and if there's anything that we can do for you, let us know. Well, thank you, Melanie, and thank you for having me on, and I will be glad to do this anytime. Awesome. So you have a beautiful night. <laughs> Guys, this was the Nixus Podcast. I am Melanie Nix, and you can find us on all streaming platforms, and make sure to catch the Nixus Radio. Bye, Anthony. Bye, Melanie.